0: Sing Gravel Pit. Here are my Gravel Pit. Oh, mystery it Cause we go back, back and forth and forth and back, back and forth. No,
1: ain't listen to that. was fabulous. You
0: know gravel Pit? Cause we go... You will, but they play it all, like it's like a pop song. It's like no scrubs. Okay, bring it in, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, sorry. <laughs>
1: Greetings and welcome to 30 Flirty and Perishing TF&P with me, Sophie Lyons, and homeowner, Radio Nova superstar, Clara Kavner. Welcome back ladies and Clara. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling this evening, Clara?
0: I am feeling um, dusty, but in good spirits. A dusty in the physical sense. A
1: dusty in the physical sense. I'm
0: feeling very, like, itchy with the dust.
1: I love to hear it slash stunning, 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 stunning. Thirty flirty and perishing. We are here. We're talking about On The Pulse News. And our topic tonight is something that actually Clara and I thought of individually. And we've actually come together with the same topic. And it's a very, very juicy one. And we feel like it couldn't be more current. We'll get to that soon. But what we like to talk about first to set us up for the morning when you guys are listening to potentially, is either a J'adore or a test from myself and Clara. Clara, I'm going to ask you to kick it off this week. Let me know if yours is a J'adore or test, and please divulge.
0: I am jadoring my new kitchen. Yes, queen. Mixed brother-in-law, mixed dad, everyone's been here this week putting in our new kitchen and I just... Can't believe it's here. It was just the most incredible feeling to finally be rid of the old granny retro kitchen, and it's just it feels so good. I'm so happy. It's like the Swan that show. Oh my god! Yes, it is. But like now, the rest of the apartment we're literally living in a building site. It's so dusty. It's actually I think quite difficult to breathe. I I the washing machine is coming tomorrow, or fr- I haven't had a washing machine since. I moved out of my other flat so since September we've been going to the laundromat and you know like every time I went there it was like that scene from Friends you know where Rachel has to stand up to that lady yeah that was basically me like once every like two or three weeks and like it got to a point that we didn't want to go to the laundromat so much so we were just buying more pants and socks we didn't have to go and just wearing every single piece of clothing
1: I think a lot of guys do that anyway
0: totally totally I'm just so in love with it. And like, I think I found the, D, like, I'm not a DIY guru. I'm the opposite of like a interior designer goddess. I just, and my mum gave me, um, I got two great bits of advice. Mum was like, you're not in, you haven't seen any of the fruits of your labour yet. So it just feels like labour. Oh, sorry, it's fucking, there's a Harley Davidson out there. That's my actually. If I could have a good test, it would be that. And um, the my mom was like, "You have you haven't seen any of the fruits of your labor yet because none of your decisions have like come true. So it just all feels like labor. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. So now that you feel, now that we see the kitchen, it's like, oh my god, there is a decision I made, and now I've like reaping the rewards of a decision. And then Emma gave me another one, and it was like. There there are no wrong decisions. Like if you wanna paint the wall blue or pink or like green or red, both can be nice, all can be nice, but you just have to make a decision. There there can be many right answers, but like you just need to like the decision paralysis can really slow you down.
1: Like having a baby, I assume.
0: I yeah, it feels like that because like we've been here for so long and it's it's nice to have the work all finally come together. I love to do lists and I like I'm like lost in my to do list now. I don't know where one ends, the other begins trying to like sort it out in my head so it's been quite quite the process but i'm so in love i'm just it's so gorgeous and i just can't wait to like put on a wash and smell laundry and like put my saucepans in a drawer and and know where everything is simple things
1: it's a stunning kitchen
0: oh yeah i gave sophie a little virtual tour
1: (laughs) yeah it's beautiful yeah we
0: still obviously this it's like 80% 80% done. But yes, there's still a bit to go. But It's so exciting. Love it. I would never look at an apartment like this that hasn't been touched in 40 years and think, oh, opportunity. I see it as, ah oh, endless <gasps> jobs. <laughs> Which is what it is.
1: Challenge.
0: Challenge accepted. No, challenge so we're definitely, both of us are out of our comfort zone. But it's nice to know that you can do it then. And then it's like, you learn to really trust your own taste. So yeah, delighted. Uh, so what are you loving or hating Love from it. the week?
1: I am loving. It just came to me today. I came home um to Dublin for the first time in a very long time. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been, so I won't. <laughs> and I went up today for... An hour or two up to Dundrum with my mum. Oh. And like I just, it's going up there with my mum and getting a butler's coffee and having a mooch with (laughs) zero intent. Like you don't need to do any of it. It's just like 100% mooch.
0: Yes.
1: Was just like, I just love it so much. Um, especially when it's just me and her, because you know you've like full attention. Yes. And we went into a few of the shops, and I was like, "Well, will we run up to Penny's really quick and see if they've any bits up there, because you know that Penny's is massive." So, um, Penny's, if there are solo UK people listening, that's Primark. Mm. And uh, we went in and looking at there's loads of like teenage girls just all over Dundrum, oh. and just looking at Dublin teenage girls in dundrum is my door. Yeah. it was like they were in primark getting <laughs> they were in primark getting some trinkets clearly for like their day slash night out tomorrow for saint patrick's day oh
0: of course so
1: like they'll be going out to whatever i don't know what drinking somewhere buying the bits yeah like buying little trinkets then i saw this girl and she was just like talking about a friend and let's say her friend's name is Onya, she was like, "Well, Onya has her dad's credit card as per usual," and then her friends were like, "Ah!" And then the other friend was in the back of one of the makeup stands, <laughs> using the tester lip liner to put up to as lip liner, <laughs> putting on the mirror, and they were no older than fourteen, and it was just really nice to look back to that era, and equally being like, "Thank God I'm not there anymore," but it it's uh, yeah. so nice to look at. When I
0: look at teens today or even like younger cousins and stuff, you couldn't go back to that era if you paid me. If I was scared of all the money in the world, I would not go back. I
1: said it to my mom in Dundrum. Yeah. I was like, Thank God I'm not in school anymore. And she was like, Oh, but you know and I was like, No, no, I'm not ditch dissing. It's just that that age. That age. That like pubescent hormones going
0: everywhere you're still kind of a kid but you're trying to act much older you're like figuring out what makeup is you know it's you
1: don't know what's going on yeah
0: (sighs) like you're not really in your mind you're just kind of like going through the motions like school you've just gone from like junior school where everything's like a warm little hug with your teacher that probably wore a cardigan and knitted while you did your maths and spelling to like senior school where it's like you've got a timetable and classes and different teachers for different levels and oh it's just such a horrible transition
1: you're not yourself yet no you don't know who you are no and there's all this stuff going on and (laughs) just looking at them being like oh my god you're fabulous to look at but thank god I'm not you yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Relief,
1: yeah. I was just like, Oh, I just feel so like content as I am now. So I loved looking at it um, and being up there with my mum for pure mooching time. And yeah, that's my jador, plain and simple. Gorge, gorge, gorge now. I'm
0: dying to get into the topic. <laughs> the mega topic. The bumper special.
1: Yeah, so let's give a bit of background. I had a topic today and I was like, I think I'll do this one to Clara. And Clara was like, cool, I'm not going to read it. And she was like, I'm going to, you know, think about my one. And then maybe two hours ago, I go, mm, I actually think I'm going to change it. Didn't say anything. And then Clara typed a cog and it was... it was My cog. <laughs> yeah, it was my cog. Um, So... Because I really want to do it, because you really want to do it, we've decided to amalgamate them together, bring them together and create a volcano of ideas.
0: <laughs> a cong-cano.
1: A, a cognator. <laughs> a la TF&P. Yes. I saw on a BuzzFeed article um, about Gwyneth Paltrow and her wellness routine, mm. in inverted commas. A brief rundown of the wellness routine. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers. And a life of misery. <laughs> um, so she was on this podcast and the clip that went viral is she's talking about her daily yeah. wellness routine, diet basically. And she says she eats dinner early and she does a nice intermittent fast. And then she said she'll have a coffee in the morning, something that doesn't spike her blood sugar and then eats around noon. For lunch, it's bone broth. Dramatic pause. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And wasn't it with like um, bone broth with celery juice and lemon? like But but have you ever, I've had bone broth once when I was really sick and it's like a really oily, it's not very substantial. It feels like stock water,
1: but with a bit oily. It's just like water that bones have been marinating Mm. in, I think. I've never had it. And then, sorry, what did she have for dinner? So she goes, I really like soup for lunch. I've bone broth soup for lunch a lot of the days. Then she tries to do an hour of movement and then 30 minutes in an infrared sauna. I don't know if an infrared sauna is hot, but every day that seems like a lot. Anyway, she says for dinner, she tries to eat paleo, which includes a lot of vegetables. From my experience of listening to anything about paleo, paleo is kind of the hunter-gatherer vibe, isn't it?
0: Yeah, nothing processed. Everything like a caveman would have eaten. Mm. She, didn't she say something like, "Well, I'll have some like light fish, or or a bird." It's like you're just having chicken. Start calling it a bird.
1: A bird. This girl like has private chefs. She she doesn't need to lift a finger. She could literally be like, "Look, I want to stay under this amount of carbs, sugar, calories, whatever," and the chef could make something nice for her. And she's choosing to get wake up. She wakes up, no doubt, at about 6am, 100%. Mm. She wakes up, she probably doesn't eat for six hours. She'll have a coffee, which I think just means black coffee. Nothing to spike her blood sugar. So there's nothing nice in it. Not even like a sugar-free caramel syrup. And then she has some bone juice. <laughs> but I think,
0: I think though, just to put my um cynical hat on once again, I think this is, and and the, uh, part of the, like the wider thing bumper special we're talking about today is just like skinny as any the body acceptance movement and the body positivity movement is very popular it's gone very far people are putting their money where their mouth is brands are investing customers are investing in, in more inclusive brands and ways of life or whatever but like it just feels like Hollywood is still getting skinnier and skinnier and the problematic thing with Gwyneth Paltrow is that one, this is promoting a really dangerous eating regime. Like this is like if, if, if anyone with uh, an eating disorder or disordered eating, it's very dangerous putting your diet out there because you will get copycats. And she, ha- as you say, she has a chef, she has doctors, she has teams. She was talking about how her like her body doesn't detoxify very quickly. And you know, there's doctors that have come out today saying, well, if you had a healthy body, your your body naturally would detoxify. So you're obviously doing something wrong in your diet. So like, you could have people copying her diet, being like, "Gwyneth looks amazing. I want to look amazing. I'll do the intermittent fasting, the paleo, and the bone brothing and the bone juicing." You know, it's like I I don't think it's the wisest move to put as a celebrity to put your diet out there because people can use it for their own disordered eating. And then the also the second thing I thought of was every year, maybe every six months to an extent, we get a mad thing about goop. The candle that smells like your vagina, the vagina steaming. She has all these mad th- like the crystals that cost like $3,000. Like she, they do have all, I think this is all like press in a way for her goop brand where she's always doing something a bit mad. I think she is quite clever. I think she knew what she was doing with this and it just gets everybody talking about Gwen is again and like Goop and I don't know I think she, she loves pulling a publicity stunt like this and this just feels like that but it just feels a little bit dangerous to me because of it's talking about diets and how uh, everyone has a complicated most people have a complicated relationship with food or th-
1: I totally get that and I feel like that was like the conversation circa do you remember like when Nicole Richie got really skinny with like Lindsay yeah Laker? yeah And Misha Barton, when they got really skinny. And I think I was maybe, like, 15, maybe. Mm. And that was, like, when it was all, like, heat magazine. And it was was horrific. And they don't do stuff like that anymore, where they, like, pull out celebrities for cellulite Mm. or pull them out for, you know, looking like a skeleton. They don't do stuff like that anymore. I, like, I think I'm so used to seeing that from when I was younger. And just, like, I just think most people in general have like disordered eating habits i think most people do. most women yeah for I'd sure i find it i'd find it hard to pick someone who has a completely normal relationship with food i this doesn't that's not even in my brain here because i'm just like that's been going on for so long mm. i'm just like what is the point of of like what's the point
0: oh of that's
1: not even like yeah like that's not even like healthy that's not like oh, you know, I try to keep my sugar down and I like to eat a lot of unprocessed food. That is pure misery eating like that. And it's like, what's the point for what? Is it to look thin? Is it it for your skin? But it's like, there are loads of people who live to their 95 based off, you know, they get like their oily bloody fish. They get some nice sunshine and they have balance and stuff. And it's like, you are basically a billionaire. What's the point? Yeah. Why are you suffering? Like, don't tell me that's a nice way to live your day.
0: No. And it's like, so she that's such a good point because it's like, is she just living to live out, the, be the embodiment of her brand and of Goop and everything? Because it's, I just, exactly. Like, you're a bajillionaire Go out and enjoy your life and be, like, like have a glass of wine. Use
1: that money. Use that money. Have a good
0: time. You know, are you trying, like... Go out and have a drink. Yeah, and like, but have a drink. <laughs> Please, Gwenny. But, like, also, like, what... If you're trying to prolong your life and to pro- try to prolong your health, but you're not having fun now, well, then, like... No use. So you get to live to be 99 but you, you won't have anything to, like, show for it. Like, are you really be on, on your deathbed going, I'm so glad I had all those bone broths.
1: Equally, are you going to be on your deathbed if you've lived a relatively healthy life and you've lived to a good age? Are you going to be on your deathbed going, I'm really annoyed, I ate that cake. No. No, you won't. Have, so, have some nachos. Like, it's just so annoying. But then, like, I just think no one's ever happy on this topic. There's so many different slants and you know, there's the whole body positive positivity movement and there's like a Lizzo and there's, you know, Adele used to be bigger and now she's smaller and then people were saying she's getting too mm. small and blah, blah, blah. And then you're just like, if people just shut up about it, a lot of people wouldn't have as many issues as they have mm. with their bodies and food. If people just shut up about the whole thing.
0: yeah.
1: Like I was reading, um, I haven't seen that movie yet, The Whale. Mm. For, he just won an Oscar, your man, Brendan Fraser for it. Yeah. he I think the premise is he's eating consistently and he gains loads of weight because of some tough stuff that's going on in his life. I think that's the premise. He had to wear prosthetics mm. for the role um, and it was filled with like beans and marbles apparently to model a 600 pound man. And if you look at someone like Renee Zellweger, when she did Bridget Jones' Diary, mm. for the first movie, that was her body. She put weight on. For the second movie, she didn't. She wore prosthetics herself. And she said that the yo-yo dieting, it's not good for your heart. Like it's proven to be really bad for your heart, which is fair. That's extremely fair. Mm. And then people had a problem with that, that she, it wasn't her actual body. And now they're saying for Brendan Fraser, it's like you didn't earn the role, yeah, and it's just like, but if she gained it, you'd say that's not healthy either, like for God's sake, and then there people are saying the critics are saying for this um movie that he wore prosthetics to depict an obese character. It's dehumanizing, um, and he felt that the this critic is saying, and it's a widespread thing amongst the film critics that are talking about the movie. That casting him shines a light on a wider issue of not utilizing marginalized actors for roles that tell their stories. Mm. So it's like you need to go out and if the character, not the actor, doesn't fit the physical, literally the physical look that you want, he's not getting the part. So you have to literally take a pool of actors that weigh what you want them to weigh and then go at it like that.
0: I think it shows also that like Hollywood has like a long way to go because it it still thinks like the worst thing in the world is to be like obese and overweight and they have to award him for taking on this role and wearing the prosthetics and feeling the pain and act like I'm not saying he didn't do a good job but like acting the pain and the heartache of being overweight and placing it as a negative thing and then that's where it, that's his, this is his like comeback role. And it's like, it just, sh- I feel like it just shows how they view it as the worst thing in the world and the shame that's around it when, you know, it's, it's it's still very other to be overweight in Hollywood. And like all those jokes that Jimmy Kimmel made at the Oscars going, everyone here is on his epic. That um diabetes drug that um, suppresses your appetite. And like everybody on that red carpet was like lollipop head after lollipop head. It's like, I don't know. I kind of, I had big hopes during COVID that like things were changing and now it just feels like being overweight and going against the grain of the Hollywood size zero norm is still pretty other.
1: But as in like, if he gained the weight, Mm. he'd be close to death. Like as in, if they were like, these critics are irritated because he had to wear prosthetics. It's like, go and find a 600 pound actor who can do the role. And the director said, we didn't find someone who had the acting ability to play the role. And it's like, if you look at someone a bit more trivial, like a Zac Efron for Baywatch, I was reading what he had to do for that movie.
0: Like, to get into shape.
1: These people aren't in the military. Yeah, but he's already in shape. Like, what he did is just so stupid for a random film. Like, it's a Baywatch movie.
0: And even what, like, Kim Kardashian did to get into the Marilyn dress, you know, it's like... It's crazy extremes and I just think it's the norm for for Hollywood. And, you know, if you have a a dress to fit into or a role to get big for, you know, and you've been given the job, it's it's more to do with the producers and directors who they cast. It's not really the actors fault. They're like athletes. If Hollywood is not ready for more diverse actors, how would anyone who is like £600 be an actor? I'd say there's hardly any. I'd say you'd be picking from a very shallow pool. Of course, you would. Yeah, because you're just—you'd never get any other role. You have to wait for some random film called *The Whale* to be made, and then for you to maybe get to audition for it. But they're just going to give it to a Hollywood actor.
1: Also, like, give Brandon Fraser a break. He hadn't worked in years.
0: I know. I'm delighted for him that he had to come back. I
1: am too. He's like the comeback kid but like he's a comeback kid and he was in Tarzan and then he went and won an Oscar like can everyone just shut up
0: I know but like I feel like people will always find problems with everything like do you know
1: oh the moaning the moaning the moaning I can hear moaning when I'm doing it because I'm moaning about the moaning Mm. like get over it and just shut up
0: It's just funny how it does feel like it's going into, like, two extremes. Like, the skinnier getting skinnier. Everybody thinks we're getting more inclusive, but we're not. At least, I suppose, the difference between now and, like, the lollipop-head days of yore, with, when you're saying about, like, Misha Barton and Nicole Richie, at least now we're talking about it a bit more and there's a bit more of, like, like public acceptance and public pushback. Like, you have, like, Jamelia Jamil calling out, on her iway topic or her iway twitter page and stuff so there is more of an open dialogue about it than they're more used to but yeah but i do feel like nothing there's nothing like weight to get people chatting i just feel like how people look is always part of like a tabloid narrative uh, an instagram like narrative you know there's always people always feel like that they can weigh in on
1: that's a great cog for the title (laughs)
0: On people's weight, like we've talked about before, like Adele, you know, even Brendan Fraser tonight. Like it's just anytime people do anything with their bodies, we all feel like we need to have an opinion on it.
1: I think when it's something physical, like if you just think about like social groups with women, if someone gets something done or changes their appearance. Mm it'll always be a topic of conversation yeah always good or bad and like do you remember i'm just thinking like do you remember in the hills when heidi montag went and got all that surgery oh my god i literally watched that episode today <laughs> it just went in my head do you remember she goes and visits her parents and she can't eat the burger yeah because she's had so much uh surgery done yeah and that was like, I remember that happening and being like, oh my God. But if you look at Heidi now, she's completely toned it down.
0: Yeah, I think she got some of them reversed. But it was season, so having, <laughs> this when I watched my lunchtime. So it was the premiere episode. <laughs> Your lunchtime. <laughs> of season six, of the final. of my lunchtime, I was laughing with Whitney and Timmy. <laughs> Their rewatch is so good. I'm going to be so sad. I only have 12 episodes in season six. But they, so the whole episode, so it's like, you know, Hill's final season, the whole episode, they're building up Heidi's face and they hide her face the whole episode.
1: Yeah. And the, the views, the angles.
0: The, all the angles and like her hair is always in the way. And then you see the reveal with her mum. And when she goes back to Crested Butte and the mum opens the door and obviously bursts out crying. Crested
1: Butte.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you don't think I look good now?
1: What? You don't think I look good you look like Barbie.
0: Yeah, and she and she goes, How can you expect me to answer that? Like, I'm your mother, I you were beautiful before, you didn't need any of this work done. And she was. Sorry, just going back to the point though, that I remember that being like on Us Weekly, OK magazine, it was like global news about what she had done to her face. And like, obviously it was a dramatic look. She did not need to go through, what was it, 10 or 12 surgeries in one sitting. Like them cutting her back and like putting all this fat in her cheeks and from her bum. And, you know, like we all feel like, I think maybe it's people in the public eye, but also to a certain extent, like social groups, when people's weight go up or down or they get surgeries, you know, people always feel like, they have some kind of ownership over it or, like, feel like... And I do... Or like, f- f- being honest, I do it. Like, you know, it's like, you feel like you have a right to an opinion on things and I actually i am trying to, like, retrain my brain not to talk about it um, or, like, not to think that way because it's like, you know, it's their body, do whatever they want.
1: Uh, yeah, I think when it's anything physical and to do with your looks and it's about aesthetics, people think they can just say whatever they want. Yeah. Like, if it's something about, like... mental health or emotional whatever it is Mm. people are less likely to feel like they have a license to talk about it but if it's to do with looks people think they can literally weigh in on whatever they want i think as well there's something about someone else putting in time and or money to their physical appearance yeah that at least for women sets off something in their brain saying why is she doing that should I be doing that? Mm. And asking that. Yeah. You know, like if you go, there's always something like in groups of girls. Like it's not bad. It's just I think it's just the way they work. Yeah. Whereas someone go if someone goes, I'm gonna get the omelet, but I don't want the the potatoes with it.
0: Sauce on the side.
1: I say sauce on the side purely because if they put too much on they ruin it. <laughs>
0: Oh, I always get really like, but I want the sauce everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, when someone's like, oh, why why are you why eating that or whatever? And there's something that sets it off. Is it a bit of competition? I actually don't know. But mm. I think it's just like human nature, at least for women in my experience, where if they see someone putting in effort to the way they look, it's like a con- you're, it sets off something and you're like, why are they doing that? Should I be doing that? What's happening here?
0: You're right, yeah. And I think it's kind of, it says more about how you feel about what's going on than what actually they're doing but i do think like um that is so true because you're kind of going like should i be doing that and like if you're doing that do you think that i should be doing that and
1: or like if you're both single or something like this and then you're like or whatever it is and then you're like are they gonna be more attractive to people that way or something like I think people are constantly being like are they going to be a better like commodity or something like that than all of us if they do that
0: a hundred percent and I think we're all very like it's very it's like competitively minded quite naturally going like well what do their choices say about me I think yeah people just naturally want to be the best or look the best or whatever but it's just I don't know. It's pretty rife.
1: Yeah, I think it is like the comparison thing.
0: Body shapes in 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 mainstream media have changed a lot. Like you look at, like we've spoken about it before. We talked about it like with Sam Smith and, um, like fuller figured people. But like, I
1: love when people call men fuller figured. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, you just hope that it doesn't go like tokenistic. Whereas like, say that Lizzo stays as she is. Uh, like, stays as famous and as, like, mainstream as she is. But then, like, you have the skinniers, like, um, Gwyneth Paltrow getting skinnier. Do you know? It's kind of like, it feels like it's falling. Yeah. There's, like, a gulf in between or something. Like, it's not getting... You there's you never see really, like, like just regular people, you know?
1: But the people that you see, I think, that are regular enough end up getting caught, like, plus size.
0: Exactly. And it's just so built into like culture and dieting and how you're raised around food. Like it, and you need food to survive. So, you know, it's very, it's a very hard thing to live, live, live alongside. And especially with like people in Hollywood, if you're constantly picked apart for how you look, you're going to want to try and control that. But also like if they say the camera adds, adds £10, if you think Victoria Beckham looks skinny there, she must be absolutely minuscule in real life so they're even smaller than they look or you know like when you meet people you're like they're not as big as I thought they would be like when I say big like even like they're tall like you know
1: you... yeah they always end up being real short I saw Noel Gallagher like uh,
0: two months ago he is a little shrimp like he's so whatever about being skinny he's tiny but when they're up in these big stages they look much bigger so it's like you know, they're actually much smaller, even what they look like in those Daily Mail photos.
1: like Totally. And then they're like, I think yeah. Rebel Wilson's a big one for it. As in, she said mm. she declared some year, like her year of health. Yeah. But then she was saying for, in her Pitch Perfect contract, because they did three of them, she wasn't allowed to move within like, I think it was like five, four or five pounds of a certain weight mm. until they were finished. It's like, so her contract actually said she had to stay... That way, even though her personally, she wanted to do like change the way she was doing stuff. Yeah. But then that goes back to like, you know, that's their job. Totally. You know,
0: Chris Hemsworth needs to fit into, or sorry, he needs 12 abs to do his role of Thor. I suppose Hollywood demands that. But like the core stays white and skinny. But then they have their like accents of inclusion, (laughs) people who make it more interesting and people who make it different. And just like range. I'm so done with the Oscars.
1: I didn't actually watch them.
0: You know, it's filmed like the red carpet is in a mall. Like they make it look like this grand palatial palace for awards. It's in a mall. It's in a mall. You're walking down. So you and Dundrum, imagine Dundrum, you know, that big thoroughway that leads you from the red car park to the green. Imagine that. With like curtains and red carpet or like red curtains covering and everything. But like off camera, there's like a Sephora or like a Tutti Frutti Juice Shack.
1: I'd be stopping in getting like a nice like a milkshake or something. That's so depressing.
0: Yeah. So I think it's well, it's quite like though a metaphor for Hollywood. Like it's all glitz and glam, but it's all smokes and mirrors. Like it's nothing is as glamorous as it seems. You
1: guys are in a mall.
0: You guys are in dundrum.
1: I think let's let that marinate with the, with the listeners there. Um, we'd love to know some of your guys' thoughts on Brendan Fraser and his prosthetics. Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow and her miserable way of eating. Um, contractual obligations to not gain or lose any weight and everything in between
0: is skinny back the lollipop head is everywhere now heroin chic is it in is it out let us know what you think
1: i think this is my favorite part of every episode clara what's your recommendation so
0: okay so my recommendation this week is a um a netflix binger it's only three episodes um, and it is called mh370 the malaysian airlines flight that went missing in 2014. I've watched the first two episodes out of three. And this story, I don't know what I was doing in 2014. And I'm ashamed to say I worked in a newspaper. So this is really shame on me. But this story really passed me by. It's an aviation mystery. It goes basically into the story of how this flight went missing. And it literally, there's barely been debris ever found. And it left Kuala Lumpur going to Beijing. It was passing through from the, Kuala, uh, from the Malaysian airspace into the Vietnamese and it just falls off the radar and is never seen again. Oh, I want to watch. So there's lots of twists and turns, but it's done with like very, it's a very like emotional and like heartfelt way of telling the story. And like, it really includes like the families of those who are lost in it. And it's just like the most shocking thing. Cause like, that's like a, it's a red eye flight, people fly like, uh Kuala Lumpur to Beijing all the time and there was like 120 over 120 Chinese people on it and it's it's it was just so sad like what happened and like never getting the closure never getting the answers but it's a very um Ooh, I want to watch that it's just one of those really good documentaries that's told really well so I would recommend
1: I'm definitely gonna watch that thank you for your recommendation I will be adding it to my watch list um, I thank you so much for listening and putting us in your ears this morning this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're doing it um, we appreciate your listenership, we hope you're enjoying all the slab gossip and the um, on the pulse vibes we're going for please don't forget to rate review, subscribe follow us on Instagram whatever you feel like doing is fabulous Um <laughs> if you <laughs> If you find... I actually had a topic I was about to talk about today that maybe it will still be running next week so I could to talk about. But if there's some sort of hot gossip that you think, oh my God, what's going on? Please let us know and we'll do our best to cover it. Yeah. And yeah. And we'll chat to you next week. Clara, thank you for your time. Sophie, thank you for your time. <laughs> From you and I, good night. <laughs> you in the news.